This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to our first episode of 2024 of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and with me today, the boys are back. Let's go around the group and meet them. Who we got? I'm Craig. I'm Boxy from Boxyville. I'm Luke the Stats Man. And I'm Reese. And together, we're high five. No, not really. We are the Rucking Frigid Podcast, and it is so good to be back. Boys, how was your break? Good. Fantastic. It's good to have Rugby League back, mate. It is absolutely wonderful. 2024, going to be a massive year, not just for Rugby League in general, but for our podcast. And to talk a bit about 2024 is Reese. I'm going to hand it over to Reese to give us a little bit of what's happening this year okay so a bit of exciting stuff boys we actually have a place to do our recordings from now and uh it didn't take a lot of convincing because uh we're actually going to be going live for well recording from st mary's rugby league club they've actually sorted us out with a really good deal where um the guys present will have a place to record have a little booth a spot to set up all of our mics and we're actually getting a a, a nifty little hundred dollar voucher for a couple of beers maybe a couple of pizzas just for our little bit of time there. But I think the most important thing that's going to be happening moving forward is I'm going to be taking a bit of a backseat role and focusing on production. I saw a need for extra sort of growth and improvement. And I thought a dedicated production role was going to be the best thing that we could have for the show. So you're going to be hearing less from me. I will be chiming in every so often to give some useless information. But for the most part, I'm just going to be sitting here watching levels muted and listening to you wonderful gentlemen speak. Jeez, you're a team player, Reese. Honestly. What a guy. Take one for the team. What a dude. Yeah, well, you this know. guy right here. It's very exciting. And we're, we're very excited. Excited to have Reese take over the producing role this year. So things might look a little different on the social media side, but it will all be the same for us. The boys are keen. It's going to be great. We're, we're really thankful to St. Mary's for giving us the opportunity to record live there as of next week, the 28th as well. But boys, before we get started, just want to talk a bit about League Lids. Now, if you're watching the video here on YouTube, Luke and myself are rocking some League Lids Retro Corduroy Rugby League hats. He's got his Tigers one on, unfortunate, and I've got my Sydney Roosters one here as well. Now, if you jump on leaguelids.com, you can check out these hats as well. There is limited stock at the moment as they sell very fast, but head over to leaguelids.com, see what is available, and if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off. That is leaguelids.com. All right, lads, let's jump into preseason, boys. Now, Rugby League, it's back. Preseason challenge is upon us. Trials, footy. I want to take you back to Thursday night. Now, Thursday last week, we had uh, the Melbourne Storm took on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. The trial matches are very much, uh, you know, you, you don't take a lot of a lot of truth. You take them with a grain of salt, really, because the players that are playing are not generally going to be first grade. Usually in the second week, they are. But for this game, I think the biggest person I was waiting to see was Ryan Pappenhaus. And he was back, boys. Played 35 to 40 minutes. Scored a nice try as well. Great little try there off the kick and looked pretty good. And I'm hoping that he can get through a whole year. On the Bulldogs side of things, young Sam Hughes, front rower, he's been touted as the next big thing by Gus Gould. And look, Gus Gould actually gave us insight into uh, Jacob Preston last year as the kid to watch, and he was. So 
you know, Gus could be onto something here with Sam Hughes. I thought he was really good, scored a try as well. But, Boxy, I want to throw over to you for a sec, mate. Bronson Cherry, back after four years out of the game. First 15 minutes looked a bit out of place. It has been a while, but by the end, he sort of got there. What do you think of his performance? Like you kind of said, mate, like he's, he's had so long out of the game, it's very hard to sort of like go straight back into rugby league. Like he um, he never had the chance to go through the feeder systems or anything like that. So, you know, it's going to take time for him. But the one thing I think about the Bulldogs this year, and we'll probably touch on it later, is I really like Cameron Zerato and how he does everything. So I think he's going to suit the way the Bulldogs play well because it frees up Stephen Crichton. So once he gets his mobility back, his engine, his he's tackling finesse, all that sort of stuff. And most importantly, his speed and his line breaking, he'll be sweet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, not really much more to touch on. Jamin Salmon played at 13 over Joshy Curran. Curran was obviously in the Indigenous game, so wasn't picked to start there. Uh, I thought Salmon actually did quite well at lock. It was surprising. I thought he may land a bench roll. I mean, he still might. Again, with trials, you have no idea. Trial form can be completely different to what round one throws out, but I thought Salmon was really good there. Uh, Blake Taff, I thought, did a job without being uh, amazing, but there is another week of trials still to go. Let's jump into our next game, and it was the Indigenous All-Stars game, the Indigenous All-Stars against the Maori All-Stars. Now, first thing I want to touch on in this game is that Maori war cry, boys. At the beginning, I, I was I, I had goosebumps. The, the Maori war, war cry just... Honestly, it felt incredible. And some of the passion that those boys show during that war cry, I mean, some of them showed more passion in the war cry than the actual game, but uh, the war cry itself was incredible. Craig, did you get to watch any of this match? And how did that make you feel, the war cry? Oh, just the the passion. Like, I wish we had something like that, you know, like especially from the Indigenous side. Uh, I mean, they do. They, they do their bit for it, but... Even from an Australian side, I'd love to see more. Like you just can't help but be taken to it. It's like when the All Blacks do the the hucker before a Wallabies game. Like you just want to see it. You don't really care too much for the game of Union itself, but yeah. it's just such a, a legacy. But um, yeah, I thought that was better than the performance of the game. That's for sure. So that was the highlight for me. Uh, yeah, it was just excited to to see players running around and just looking forward to the season getting underway. Yeah, it was good to have footy back on our screens. Uh, look, the Maori All Stars couple of tries, both came from forwards. Uh, their first one, Joseph Tarpany, playing at lock, and he was captain as well. Good try there to start with. And then um, Xavier Willison from the Broncos, he's probably going to land a bench roll this year. He scored the second try, and he looks like a, a big future prospect. Luke, I want to throw over to you, mate. I don't know if you got to watch much of this match, but the Indigenous team were were really good, especially towards that back end of the game. Oh, probably the worst person to throw to considering I didn't actually sign in until very late in the game. Um, unfortunately, I was driving home from uh, Newcastle on the day. But in all honesty, I actually have to disagree with you because I thought the football I watched was sloppy. I thought yeah. it was very sloppy football from both squads. And I thought it was a real big, oh, as a football fan, as an avid football fan, I was disappointed just because... The importance of that game, you know, representing your culture. I will have to say, I loved Latrell Mitchell's speech. As all we, as we all know from last year, I'm not his biggest fan, but I loved his speech. I thought everything he said was to the point and accurate. Um, but yeah, the, the football that I watched, I thought was just very sloppy. And you know, personally, I thought it was boring. I wasn't excited towards the end. Um, 
But it's a perfect game for the two cultures of the football sort of thing. And, you know, and it's good to see that it's still a growing part of the game sort of thing. And just like Latrell said, you know, thank you to, you know, Harvey Norman for continuing to sponsor this so that they can get out and, yeah. you know, show who, where they're from sort of thing. So well done. It's, to a, you. <laughs> uh, it's a great, it's a great spectacle to have as well. Like the game was very sloppy. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't think it was a it was an amazing game. I thought I thought the start, the war cry was incredible, but the game itself in Townsville, very humid, very sticky weather. You know, you, you're never going to get a great game up there when it's like that. But let's move on to our next trial game. It was the Knights against the Sharks, both with understrength teams. Knights probably had a few more first graders than the Sharkies did. Uh, obviously, Jackson Hastings, Tyson Gamble, Jack Cogger were all there for Newcastle. Knights getting it done 44-18. to 18. Now, for those Knights fans, they're probably buying their grand final tickets already after a win like this in trials week one. But I thought they were really good. Uh, let's talk about some of their young guns. Dylan Lucas. Now, there's a second row spot up for grabs this year, obviously with Lachlan Fitzgibbon gone. Well, I think Lucas could really land this spot. He looked electrifying out there. He was so good. A couple of tries with him, bagged a double. But the boy I want to talk about, and he came back from Penrith last year, and Boxy, he's your good mate, Jack Cogger, mate. Now, Cogs came on, and he just had so much vision. He knew where the play was going and what to do. Just take us through. Uh, you, you were telling us off air how you know Cogger pretty well. Take us through uh, what it's been like with his development. Yeah, so I've known Jackie for probably about 10 years now. And I think the one thing people forget, he comes from a touch footy background and he's he's very fleet of foot. And when he got into the NRL system, he obviously signed with the Knights and went to the Bulldogs and then went overseas. And we were talking about it off air, like he just said. And I always said that the best thing he ever did was go over to England. There's no pressure on him. Let him go play football. And he came back yeah. to the best feeder system possible. And he's gone to Penrith, won a championship. Wait, no worries. But now he's at the age where his body's matured, he's matured personally. And now you're, you're sort of reaping the rewards of what he does well, which is the ball running. Like, there was a perfect example. I think it was Randy was doing the coverage. And everything was going out left, going out left. And then all of a sudden, Cog's like, nah, screw you. I'm going to straighten up, then I'm going to go out left. And that just mm. changes the game because he's done like a different level straight away. And I think that's going to be fantastic for Newcastle, especially with, you know, Brazil, Bradman Best, Tommy Jenkins, I believe it's Tommy Jenkins. Yeah. And a couple others. Like, if he's moving that and he's going to fight with Tyson Gamble and Jackson Hayes to get that starting role. But if not, like, imagine that guy coming off your bench, like a beautiful utility to know what exactly what you need to do coming from a win uh, winning background, like Cogs is, I think, right now in his best probably position for himself where he can just yeah. flourish. Um, Mate, I, but again, I think you've got to pick him. I think you've got to pick him at six. I, I really do, alongside Hastings. As much as I like Gamble, I just think what Cogger did last year at Penrith and in that grand final, I, I think he picks himself. I, I know Adam O'Brien's probably going to stick with Gamble uh, as the incumbent. But I would love to see Cogger there alongside Hastings. Now are with you, Braley yeah. injured again, Crosland probably plays nine, and you can play Gamble at fourteen. Are you I not agree. Yeah. I think Cogs. I think Cogs could sh could or should start and have Tyson Gamble. He's a bigger body too. 
Like, yeah. let him come off the bench as the perfect utility. Like, Kerr Man did it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Let him come in there, be the bigger body. Let him wreak havoc at the end of the game when everyone's tired. Perfect. Are you not worried, though, that the speed of Cogger and the slow, more controlled of Hastings is not going to be a clash sort of thing? That's why I think O'Brien's going to go with Gamble because... Like Joey just said, he's the bigger body, he's slower, they complement each other and they play at the same pace. I reckon having Hastings going slow and Cogger going fast, I think that might be a, a big blunder for the Newcastle Knights. I, I, I completely agree. Like I've got in one of my notes later on, like Cogger could be the best 14 in the game. But again, we don't know. Like We're, we're doing like the early season predictions, but yeah. like, I personally think Jack should start, but that could be favoritism because I know the guy, but who knows? It's it's uh it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting as as we just said then you know what Coggy did last year he deserves it but Gamble also deserves it for an amazing season last year too so gonna be a good battle there we have got another week coming of finals let's move into our next game boys the mighty Chooks against Manly Roosters getting it done thirty six to twenty two now Roosters with a full strength side as they are heading to Vegas this week so this second week they are playing with a reserve grade side Manly not as many first graders in that first week. Which was surprising, considering they're going to Vegas as well. And then this week, they don't have a big side as well. But let's go through a bit of this game. Now, obviously, as a Roosters faithful as I am, I was very worried at the beginning of this game. I thought uh, both teams were throwing the ball around, which was good to see. Really good to see some free-flowing footy. But uh, the passes weren't coming. They weren't sticking. And a lot of the passes were going to ground, and it worried me a little bit for both teams, really. Manly, I sort of expected with a reserve-grade side, uh, but I thought the Roosters looked a lot better in defense uh, in attack than they did last year. The first 20 minutes was highly defensive for them. They defended about seven sets in a row, which I thought was really good too. Craig, I want to throw to you, mate. Um, Teddy looked good. He was back making line breaks, uh, tackle breaks, a couple of try assists as well. Do you think it is scary that he even admitted that he had a poor season last year? Oh, definitely. I think he was under a, a lot of criticism and he's a, yep. an amazing player. Still the captain of Australia at the moment and I think he'll have a great year. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it should be scary for opposition teams when a player of his calibre says that because yep. he realised that he's had a shit year and for him to say, I had a shit year, you know, he's just had a baby, he's just got married. He's raring to go, 2024. Uh, he even the Roosters, they look back and go, we had a bad year. They still managed yeah. to make the eight. But yeah. they still played some really good football and they class that as a poor season, uh, which just shows the standards that they hold there. So, no, I think that Teddy, personally, I think he'll have a good year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was The biggest talking point for me was what was going to happen in the second row. Now, we've got so many good players there. Nat Butcher will obviously hold up the right end. But it was that left edge spot that we were looking at. It was between Angus Crichton, Satili Tupanua, and Sia Wong. Sia Wong came onto the scene last year, was incredible in the few games he played. We know what Tupanua brings. Obviously, was an incredible player before that ACL injury. And then Angus Crichton is a proven gun for probably since look, last year was a bit uh, slower when he came out with the mental health stuff and, and that side of things. But before that, was an absolute proven gun. I thought. Angus started there, and I thought he was all right. Uh, Satili Tupanua, though, for me, I think he lands that spot. I think he was back in a big way. Um, and the other one that I want to talk about for the Roosters, Connor Watson, boys. 
We haven't seen Connor Watson all last year because he had a massive injury as well. He looked electrifying out of dummy half. Looked like a pirate, a sexy pirate. I uh, heard that on Bloke in a Bar as well. He had, you know, the long blonde hair was flowing uh, and he was good. Scored a try, looked real good. But let's jump over to Manly. Now, Luke, Manly, uh, look, a few shining lights. They've got some really good young players. And if they can click, they've got a team that can go on with it. But what are your expectations this year? Do you think that Manly can reach the heights with these good players? Oh, I didn't catch that game, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, looking over it and stuff and looking at their players to return, they've got Tommy Turbo coming back in. But, yeah. you know, whether he, you know, he, he's second to Glassjaw Reynolds sort of thing. Anytime <laughs> he trips over, he's out for seven weeks. So That's it. That's it. Um, look, I don't, you don't want to bag a team out before they even start sort of thing. You want to give them a chance. But at the same time, you know, it's very hard to give like Manly like team like to a team like Manly, that those praises because yeah. you know they're kind of like the Tigers. They disappoint you. So <laughs> I'll, I'll say not the stellar season. I, I've I've got them finishing middle order. Yeah, nice. It's uh, they've, they've they've got yours and Craig's favourite son, obviously at the helm this year, uh, playing at number six, Lukey Brooks. Fuck him! Uh, I would I would have paid Manly to take him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? I mean. Is Luke Brooks the problem or is it getting him out of what's been a dysfunctional club for the best part of a decade? I mean, if Luke Brooks oh, boys. played through... You've got to realise, welcome to Brooksvale. <laughs> I think, love it. I think if, if Luke Brooks played in a Sydney Roosters or a Melbourne Storm environment, then he had a very different career. <laughs> um, yeah, being sure. next to Cherry Evans, you know, they've got some good players at Toboyevich Brothers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Manly go. They could be it's smoky. interesting you say that. You look at someone like Kyle Flanagan, right? You know, he's moved around from club to club. When he was at the Roosters, probably one of the best seasons he's ever had in rugby league. Was goal kicking, was incredible goal kicker at that time. You know, played a bit at the Dogs, a bit at the Sharkies, and now at the Dragons, and hasn't looked what he looked like when he was there. So I think sometimes it can be the system the players are in. I'm just hoping Anthony Seabold can get the most out of Brooks because we know what Brooks can bring. So I, I really hope Brooks has a great season, but it'll be interesting again to see. But let's move into our next game, boys. Uh, it was great on Saturday. We had four games of rugby league. And next one was Parramatta against the Canberra Raiders. Now, big talking point out of the Raiders, if you're a super coach or fantasy uh, player like I am, everyone was looking at how KO Weeks was going to go at 5'8". Obviously, played a little bit of centre at Manly, uh, touted as their 5'8", forward Jackie Whiten, who is no longer there for this season. And the other man was Ethan Strange, obviously the son of uh, John Strange, who was the coach of the Knights women's team um, as well. Uh, sorry, not the, the Roosters women's team, uh, the coach there. And I thought he was pretty good. He played at halfback. We know he won't play halfback this year because Jamal Fogarty will be back, obviously. But Ethan Strange could land a centre spot. He can play centre as well. The other man I was very interested to watch was che uh, Chevy Stewart at fullback. I thought he was good in attack, but a bit of a liability in defence. He was quite small and didn't have that uh, ability to hold a player over the line. So that's something he definitely needs to work on. Interesting that Xavier Savage was moved to the wing. Is that an omen or – it's really hard to tell with Ricky Stewart's teams because he does change players around so much. You know, we could see Josh Papalihi at halfback next week. Who knows? But for the moment, it was really good to see those players. Craig, is a as a local Canberra boy, you, 
I reckon you caught this game. Were you impressed with the Raiders? I was. There's a lot of mixed feelings towards how the Raiders will go this season. Sort of feel like yeah. they're they're going through a bit of a rebuild, and, and I think they are. And then you've got players that are coming towards the end of their career, like Whitehead. Obviously, Jack Whiten's not going to be there, as you mentioned. So yeah. I think there was a lot of eyes on the trial. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they go during the season, how they start the season. And, and Savage being on the wing was a surprise for me. I think Savage is a future fullback. He's got a lot of pace about him, or even potentially a 5'8". So really keen to see what Ricky does with him at the start of the season. The mail that I had out of Canberra was that Chevy Stewart had won the race for fullback. Uh, even in New South Wales Cup, Savage was playing wing and Stewart was playing fullback. So even in even in reserve grade, Stewart had it over him. So it's going to be interesting whether they go that way. They have named Albert Hopawati for the trials this week at fullback. So uh, again, Chevy Stewart in the reserves this week. Savage again on the wing, I believe. But it, it's there, there's not many spots up for grabs in that back line. I think you've probably got one centre spot with uh, Jared Croker gone, and probably one wing spot as well. Oh, you would say Rapiner. Locks up one wing. And we got to remember Seb Chris is back in a couple of rounds as well, probably round two at this stage uh, with his suspension. Boxy, we'll quickly touch on Parramatta. Wasn't a whole lot to talk about from their end. They did field a second string side, uh, but it was good to see them get a bit of a hit out. Uh, was impressed, of course, with Ryan Madison. Did start at lock and looked really good. I also really like uh, Tuolagi. I didn't know that Tuolagi had left Manly and had joined Parra for this year's, but... He was playing at second row. I thought he was really good. What were your takes out of Parramatta, mate? Yeah, I agree. I think Madison was was strong. And I think Madison's best position is definitely lock. Like, let yeah. him just play lock. Like, there was a reason why he got picked for Origin Camp. I think it was the last two years except for last year. There's a reason why he's there. And he, the guy is a big dude. Like, he's a big dude. And, like, he plays his best football playing off the back of the rock because he's He's got that playmaking ability, but he's not a playmaker. So that's that's invaluable to any team. So I think he's probably the standout. Other than that, like, I, I wasn't massively impressed with the Eels, personally. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they're going to do too well this year, personally. But, you know, that could be a Boxville trait. But <laughs> I just don't see him. I don't know. There's something about the Eels. I, just, I don't see anything changing. I think Brad Arthur's had his time. Yeah. I think it's time for them to have a fresh face in there. But, again, I'm happy to be proven wrong. But Some, you know, very, some very interesting news. going to be probably two yeah, years ago. Yeah, some very interesting news out of today that Parramatta are actually trying to make a play for Wayne Bennett. I don't know if you boys saw this. Uh, they're like, trying to make why? a play for... Why? Yeah, I, look, I, just well, why? You, just, you, you even mentioned then that Brad Arthur's probably on the way out. So... Look, I can, can. Do they take him as a coach, or do they take him as an Wayne advisor? Wayne Bennett is ready. Who knows? Wayne Bennett is ready to be retired and literally sitting in a walking stroller for the next twenty years. He's, he's, he's ready. He's ready. He's literally like eighty years Reece old. Reese is writing this down. Reese is writing down what to cut. <laughs> let him like let the bloke retire. Let him finish the Dolphins thing and let him retire. I don't think uh, he ever will retire. Yeah, I don't no, know. He if, won't. If, if Wayne Bennett wants to retire, he will retire. But does he really want to uplift from Queensland where he wants to, you know, when he does retire, that's where he wants to live out his days, go back to the city, smoke? Um, nah. Don't think so. Go on, no. Can't see that. Go on, I was about to say, the Wayne Bennett thing, I, I've got him for having a heart attack in the box, 100%. He's, <laughs> he's dying in the box. He is not even, he's not even coming out. 
He's going in the box in a game. He's dying yeah. there on the on the box. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah, that's actually no, that's really funny because I remember about a year or so ago, Dolly Parton said she was just going to die on stage, and she's not going to do anything else but sing songs. So, <laughs> yeah, I got yep. it. You heard it here first. Bennett to yep, die that's in the right. box. That's right. You there heard we it here go, first. Rock podcast listeners. We've got Dolly Parton <laughs> and Wayne Bennett in the same group. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Hey, they're, they're probably about as old as each other. But let's move on to our next game, boys. It was a charity shield. Grab those against dragons. Always a great clash. Uh, interesting stat I heard during the week. The Bunnies had won the past 18 out of 20, I believe it was, of Charity Shield games. So great record there against the Dragons. Was at Jubilee Stadium. Uh, Bunnies getting it done. Easy in this one. 28-6. And I probably thought the Dragons had more first graders than the Bunnies did. So the Bunnies were very impressive to get this win. Obviously missing Latrell Mitchell, uh, some other stars as well. They did have... Uh, Braden Burns played fullback, I believe, if I'm – no, sorry. Jacob Gagai, Dane Gagai's younger brother, played fullback. Uh, but Braden Burns was there as well, got a double for himself. Uh, it was a very good game. Dragons, I, I think this sort of cements where we think they're going to be this year. It's sad because with Shane Flanagan at the helm, he's a great coach, and, and I expect more of the Dragons. But they had Flanagan and they had Hunt in this game, and they scored one try. They scored one try, and I know it's about combinations, and these boys need to work at that. Craig, I know you're itching to to tell us something, so give us the gold, mate. Oh, I just think the the best thing Dragons have done in the last five six years is get Shane Flanagan on as the coach. He's yep. a no bullshit type coach. He yep. will they get success overnight? No, but he will stamp out the people that need to go. He'll have his own authority on that team, and you'll see the changes from him. Trial matches, uh, Charity Shield. I know the Charity Shield is probably seen as a bit more than a trial match. I remember back in the day when they used to get 20,000 to the Charity Shield match. So um, the fact that uh, Rabbitohs have won so many of them, uh, it's just hard to take a lot out of it. So I think just seeing how Hunt goes, it sounds like they've settled with Hunt, you know, him wanting to leave the club. Rabbitohs, I think they would have come out, even though missing some stars, they would have come out firing because... They failed at the end of the season. They folded. They should have been playing semi-final football. They didn't. So I feel like they've been they've had a very long off season and they're ready to get into it. But I think the Dragons might do a bit better than what we think. I think yeah, they'll be a bit more I, competitive. I don't. I don't have them getting the spoon. In my personal opinion, uh, I'll tell you who I do later. But uh, the the Dragons, me, I think they will do a little bit better. What I'm not sold on is Zach Lomax on the wing. I do not like that. I think he's a centre or a fullback. I know you've got Sloan there, and it's where do you where, where do you fit them all in? But he he did nothing. Like he, he was he was wasted. He's not a winger. He's a big yeah. body. He's got an amazing. But at the same time, well. like, like uh, I think it was like only like two years ago, he was in Freddie Fittler's like State of Origin camp as a centre. Yeah. Like, yeah. why is he not playing centre? Yeah, and the guy right. can kick a football. He's from AFL country in Tatra, mm-hmm. so let the guy and, play centres. That's what he's good at. That's why he got signed. And Shane Flanagan, going back to what you said before, he's not a silly coach. So whether that was yeah. just to get him out there, don't want to get him injured, want to get him a little bit of fitness, just want to trial someone else, who knows? I'll be surprised if he starts the wing round one, though. I, I think it's more about Jack Bird. He's played Jack Bird in the centres because I think he feels he might be a bit of a liability in the second row. Uh, so he's filled up that spot. Obviously, signing today of Luciano Leilua returns home Great to signing. the Dragons. As well, great signing. So he will be back there, 900K a year. We'll talk a little bit about that later. 
uh, unders or overs. Uh, with, with the new salary cap, it's probably not bad. It's probably actually under what a, a 900K player would have got in the past with the old salary cap. But, yeah, I think that's part of the reason for it. I think Jack Bird's moved to centre for that reason. Uh, it is a great ball player, Jackie Bird. You probably could have him at 5'8 and play Flanagan as a 14, but we, you're the coach's son, so you, you know he'll probably have a C next to his name next week. But, boys, let's move on to our next trial game. It was the Warriors against the Tigers now. Luke and Craig, they'll be itching for this one. Tigers getting the win, getting the grand final more. tickets. 18-16. Now, Tigers fans all around the country were celebrating. Uh, the tattoos came, everything. Champagne was flowing. Uh, Luke, you can start us off with this one, mate. Let's talk about Alex Saifarth. Alex Saifarth was really, really good at lock. Unfortunately, I don't think he gets the spot over John Bateman. But what do you think of his performance? And what do you think about your Tigers in general, buddy? I thought it was uh, and a great game. To start, I thought we started really well. We definitely were sloppy mm. in the in the end, um, which I didn't like because it's the same old Tigers we had last year. However, just like every other team, we started strong and then we had our um, our juniors come through um, and yep. whatnot. Uh, Safarth was just absolutely amazing through the middle, but lucky was last year. Uh, Craig, let's talk a bit about the halves. Uh, interesting that Aiden Caesar wasn't kicking goals. It was actually happy. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think Caesar's yeah. got enough to worry about. Like he's there to mentor off the field. He's there to give him direction. I don't think he needs that added responsibility of goal kicking. I think Appy thrived on it last year. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Were you impressed with Caesar's performance? You thought he ran the team well. I did. I was critical of when they signed Caesar, uh, yeah. but I, I now see it. Obviously, lots changed with the West Tigers as a club since they signed Caesar. Benji's obviously the full-time coach. There's been a big wipe out of the board. I yeah. like the fact that we've got Luai since we signed Caesar. So now we know, like, right, Caesar is a, you know, he's a, a gap filler. He's there for the year to try and help lift the standards, get that consistency in football there, and then build for next year. Are the West Tigers going to finish in the top four in 2024? No, but they are going to have better standards, consistency, compete a lot more. I think Caesar will bring a lot of that to it. You never know. It could be another bold prediction here on the Ruck Infantry Podcast. Tigers top four. Luke is back with us. Luke, continue, mate. Yeah, so as, as I was saying, you know, I thought we played, started really well, played sloppy football in the end. Safe Arth, absolute gun. But we saw that last year. He just was living in the, he was playing in the shadow of 12 because the highlight for last year was Alex 12 for the West Tigers. Yeah. Um, you know, in the forward pack in, in that sense sort of thing. Um, fully agree with Craig. In the sense that Caesar is our gap filler, I don't see him being renewed after next year. And if so, it's going to be on bare minimum, and he's just going to be for the training purposes and helping helping the younger guys come through. One player I want to talk about, which I, who I thought was phenomenal, and you know I never heard of him until the game sort of thing. Alexander Lobb, man, that guy can jump. He is yeah, tall. Yeah. He is great. I'd like to see him have a crack on our wing sort of thing, because he reminded me of watching Pat Richards, that tall, quick winger who could jump and catch a ball out of nowhere. And he even set up a try. Like he caught the ball, which off gave the offload and um, we ran 10 or meters and scored the try. Yeah. I, I, I've got the, I've got the Tigers this year finishing top 17. Um, <laughs> whereabouts in that? I don't know, but 
you know, I'm looking forward to a good season sort of thing from the Tigers. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's it's good to see you Tiger boys so happy again. It's uh it's wonderful. It is only week one of trials, boys. So let's uh let's let's see what happens in the next few weeks. But just want to say I was really impressed with Solomona Fatape as well, who played in the centres. Uh really good young kid. If he can get a start next to Justin Owen, he could be anything. Um just wanna our condolences to Declan Casey as well, who uh had that uh, pretty sickening hit to the head. Oh, please oh, tell me course. we're talking about that later. Oh, we, we will. We will. We'll, oh, we'll thanks the Lord. Look, look, you know, these things happen in rugby league, but definitely our condolences, it, it, it did not look good at all. Um, so, yeah, hope uh, Declan's all right there. And the only talking point from the Warriors, really, Roger the Dodger. He was back. He looked electrifying in centre. Uh, Nicole Kodstad is set to miss round one. So does Roger move straight back? Oh, sorry, first three rounds. So does Roger move back to fullback? And if he does, get on him as super coach, everyone. Confirmed, um, confirmed today we'll miss at minimum three rounds. I, I think I think Roger's straight in there then. I think you gotta gotta throw him fullback. I, I know I know he hasn't played for a couple of seasons, but he's still really good. Anyway, let's jump into our next game. It's Boxy's Cowboys took on the Brisbane Broncos. Uh weren't very mighty the cows, of course. Uh they were fielding a second a second grade side box. Um Broncos with their full strength side as they are heading to Vegas as well. Let's touch on it a little bit though. Were you impressed with the limited uh things you saw from the cows? Uh certain individuals. I, I think with the cows where we've got a lot of forward depth, we don't have a lot of back depth. So yeah. we're really struggling at the moment. One person I actually really like and we're probably gonna touch on it later on, Zach Labor. I really love Zach Labor. Um, I think he's going to be amazing. But other than that, like, where, again, I'm not a big fan of, like, predicting pre-season things for the season. But the Broncos look sharp, which yeah. they should, because they're going to Vegas and doing all that sort of stuff. And we'll touch on that again later on. But the Cowboys were never going to win that game. And no. I sit there as a fan. I go, okay, who's going to be the next guy to stand up? And who's going to be next to to like go into certain things? I think a Hugo. I can't remember his name, but I think he's going to be a great replacement for Jake Granville as a fourteen mm-hmm. to get him going. I can't remember his name. I, I had it written down, but Snyder? I Kyle Snyder played for me. Yeah, I thought he was all right. I thought he was pretty yeah. good. I think he'd be a great guy to come into it. Other than that, like I haven't got big hopes on the Cowboys this year. I really don't. Like I love them, but I reckon we're going to struggle a lot. But at the mm. same time, you know, I love the leadership change. I love all the thing that Todd Payne is trying to do. But, you know, the Broncos were just too good. And they've got a really good side. I've got a guy in here in my notes who I really want to touch on later. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not expecting much. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah look, uh, a couple of things from the cows. I thought uh, Fina Fuiaki was really good in the second row. I think he will have a bench spot, uh, obviously, with Luki and Nanai ahead of him. But... Looked really good. And also, uh, Thomas McKayley obviously came from the Titans and from Tigers as well. Uh, he was really good in the front row. Apparently, he's not even in the top 30 yet. So I think they're going to make a play to put him in because he looked really good in that Cowboys pack. Let's touch on the Broncos, but the Reese Walsh. Now, we know what a hot and cold player Reese Walsh can be in one game. Now, first half, he was shocking. If you followed him, Supercoach, he had 10 Supercoach points first half. 
Second half, 116. The second half, Reese Walsh just went from zero to hero. Incredible in that second half. I thought he was really good. Brendan Piacura should lock up that second row spot with no capable there this year. Scored a double, but is looking at an injury now, an MCL tear. So it could be out for a few weeks there as well, which is a shame because uh, he scored two tries in the first 30-odd minutes. So was looking really good before that point. The only other player I really want to touch on was Jock Madden at 5'8". Uh, look, I think Ezra Mam gets the spot, but Madden had a case. Madden has a really, really strong case. Former Tiger as well. I thought he was really good. Don't really want to touch on the Broncos too much as we'll talk a bit about them in Vegas. Let's jump into our last game, boys, for Trials Week 1. It was the Dolphins against the Titans. Now, the Dolphins get it done 26-14. to 14, But, boys, it was actually all the Dol- all the Titans early on. Uh, Titans got two tries. The Dolphins won before the first half siren went. And the Dolphins ended up coming back. Herbie Farnsworth scored his first try in Dolphins colours. Looked really good. Looked, looked probably the pick of the Dolphins players. Uh, Titans with a second string team. They weren't really expected to win this match. I thought for a second string team, they played pretty well. Toby, uh, Tony Francis is a really good young player. Scored a double. He's a winger, but he's a bit behind the pack. They've obviously got Semi and... Um, uh, Khan Pereira in their, in their wings, and then probably Harley Smith Shields, a few others ahead of him before he even gets a crack. So if he, if there's a couple of injuries, we could see Tony Francis there. Uh, boys, really much to touch on, I don't think, for this game. I thought Dolphins were good without being great, and I thought Titans with a second-string squad did reasonably well. But I think that's it for our preseason challenge week one. Boys, let's talk a bit about uh, some rookies to watch first. Now, uh, we've touched on a few already, but did you want to take us through, Boxy, the uh, Broncos player that you wanted to tell us about? Uh, he's not really a rookie, but you just mentioned him, Brandon Piacora. Yeah, Brandon Piacora. Yeah, he could he could generally be the one difference that makes the Broncos go closer to the next level or the mm. the drop off. He's yeah. a strong ball runner. He runs hard, tackles hard. He's He's very enjoyable to watch because he has a really good connection with the the wing that he plays on and the centers and everything. I really like him personally because uh, yeah. um, I have a soft spot for guys who wear headgear. But I just think like something about him is very like it makes you want to watch what he's going to do next. Like, is he going to do something amazing or is he going to do something shit? But one person I actually really like, and it's probably. A bit surprising, Tristan Saylor. I watched that game against the Cowboys, and I thought he was really good. I thought it was like a really great fourteen. He could be like the perfect fourteen coming in for that Broncos team. He could play any position in the back line, even though he's an undersized center. He'd be great to have out there, and that's what you want. That's what you want in those dying moments. But other than that, they're they're probably the two guys that stand out. I've got another guy who I really like, but we've already touched on him, but. Um, they're probably two guys from the Broncos I really like, and I hope they have actually a really good season. Hopefully, Brendan Piacora gets healthy, um, yeah. and I can't wait to see what he does this year. I hope he does too, because I brought him in for our Super Coach and Fantasy this year as a as a cut price keeper. He he was at a good price, but you talk on Tristan Saylor there. I just want to quickly touch on him a little bit now. For me, there are a few clubs that could use a fullback of Saylor's uh, caliber. 
I think he's a really, really good fullback. Uh, there's talk that he's uh, got an offer from Super League. I'm really surprised some of these clubs like Tigers, Dragons, Dogs haven't made a play for Sailor. You know, he's stuck behind Reese Walsh. He's not going to get the fullback spot at the Broncos. But I am really surprised that some of these clubs haven't made a play at totally all. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. It makes you wonder, is there more going on? I know he found himself in a little bit of mischief off the field. Is it that he's settled, he's content in life, so he's happy just doing yeah. what he's doing? Obviously, his dad's a, a famous Bronco. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll be very surprised if he's sort of playing second fiddle to Reese Walsh and not involved with another club. But, yeah, to hear talks at Super League, I think, is is crazy given it's, that he, there are many clubs out there. Look at the Dolphins. He's, he's just, in the prime of his life. Yeah, the, 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 I think the Dolphins could fit him into the 17 just as a bit of X factor. So, yeah, yeah surprising. Absolutely. I completely agree. I was literally going to say, like, Dolphins. That would be a perfect fit for the Dolphins. Parramatta's still looking for that X factor. So, uh, you know, he could could, could find uh, his way over to the We don't care could, about that. He, he could combine with Wayne Bennett and go to Parramatta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. <laughs> they just go together. Yeah. Uh, Craig, did you have any rookies this week that you thought were really good and ones to watch? Ah, oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. There was no, a lot. There was a lot no, this week there was, trials. There, there was a lot. I think when I watched the trials, I I just sort of see how someone going for fitness and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. The, the one that stood out for me, you've already mentioned him, is, is Jock Madden. I just think he, oh, yeah. he's, was, he was a great player at the Tigers, and I think it was just yeah. more around his development. Again, you put him into a better system. He learns a lot, and he comes out a better player. Will yep. he be at Brisbane in the 17 in a year's time? Who knows? Not sure. But I think he'll be playing first-grade football and he'll be better off for being in the Brisbane system right now. Definitely. I think uh, all those Raiders boys we touched on before, KO Weeks, be interesting to see how he goes. Ethan Strange, if Ethan Strange gets a crack, I'm really excited. But I think he's a little bit behind. Obviously, Chris, I think, will get the centre spot once he's back. Um, and- oh, I, dis- I disagree. I completely disagree. I reckon Ethan Strange is going to start in the centres. Chris will start at 5'8". No. No, hear me out. Hear me Here we go. Welcome to Boxy Bill. First take of the year. Ethan Strange should be the starting 5'8 for the Canberra Raiders. The guy is... Hold on, I've got it written down. 190 centimetres and 99 kilos. The guy's a beast. Ethan is built for the NRL. Yeah. His dad is a coach. His sister's is a player. He is ready to go in and literally change the game. I personally think Ethan I, Strange should be the number one starting choice. The the question I have for you, mate, is have you met Ricky Stewart? Ricky Stewart doesn't follow a plan uh, any week. Any week. And the the I've got I, I don't know why I have so much mail out of Canberra, but I do. The mail that I have out of Canberra is that KO Weeks is the front runner for five eight. Obviously that may change. That, that could change depending on performance. Uh, you know, he was a centre at Manly. Seb Chris, I think, is a really good centre or fullback. Don't know about Chris as a 5'8". Um, I personally probably wouldn't play him there. I personally think Strange misses out. Uh, I think they go Chris in the centres, maybe with a James Schiller, who looked really good in the trials too. And then on the wings, I think you're going to have mm. Xavier Savage and Rapina and then uh, Chevy Stewart at fullback. So I think Strange misses out, but he There's is probably a fair reason that I haven't met Ricky Stewart. But yeah, you, you, you two in the same room would be uh, would be would be not yeah, great. It'd but be a ticking time bomb. Let's uh, let Luke. I just want to chat to you, mate. I I know you didn't get through many games, but did you get? Was there any rookies on your watch list that you thought were really good? 
Yes, there was. <laughs> yes, there was. Um, oh, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to call him a rookie because I haven't seen him. I don't know if he's made his debut yep. yet. Comes from the Gold Coast Titans, Tommy Weaver. He wore the number 14. Yeah. Um, you know, had a very shit moustache. <laughs> played football really well. Um, I thought that was my next guy too. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he controlled the pack well um, from the centre there. He, he put he put in some uh, some kicks that I thought yeah probably would have done that. But I played basketball. What do I know? <laughs> um, no, I just, I just think for a trial match, especially, I I thought he put on a very good show. Um, I'd like to see. I'm going to look out for him again this week, and if he can back it up uh, next week, I will 100 percent say live on air that Tommy Weaver would make his debut for the Titans this week, this year. Um, yeah, just, he made just, his debut yeah. last year. He's played a few he games. Um, uh, yeah, okay. he played at halfback. Played at halfback when um, Tanner Boyd was out. Is you're, you're exactly right. It was a really good player. Uh, once Sexton left, it sort of opened the door a bit for yeah. him to come in. How many yeah, games he only, did he play, I think though? he only played one or two games, not many. Yeah, I'm, he's still a rookie. So de- definitely still a rookie. You're exactly right. Still a rookie. I thought, oh, I, yeah. thought I, looked he was, it, um, I looked it up the star, though. He's only played three games. There you, games. there you go. And and what, for a combined three minutes or something? <laughs> um, I think he played a lot. Yeah. Oh, maybe like 20 or something. Yeah, I, I just thought he had he had excellent ball control. He commanded the troops well. Um, and... Uh, they panned to him just after he'd come off and he mm. and they made a really good play. He was involved in a really good play. I can remember it. Um, and the, the play was awesome. And then he pulled off and just looked, look on his face. He was so devastated. And I just sat there thinking, had that kid had five more minutes, I reckon the Titans might have scored a try. He was all over yeah, it. He was strong in the defensive line, he, you know, and he, he didn't look massive. But he, when he was in the defensive line, he looked like he could hold his own. So, hundred yeah. um, percent, you know, Tommy Weaver is the guy to look out for this week. From you know my perspective, look out for Tom. Yeah, yeah, love it. If he uh, if he gets the starting halfback role at the Titans, he's a buy and super coach of fantasy. So, make sure you look at that, everybody. Reese, before we get going, mate, Gibson's country style jerky, some incredible jerky. At the moment, I just ordered some today, actually. It's got some nice teriyaki flavour and the barbecue bourbon garlic jerky as well. There are many flavours going around, honey, soy, garlic, pepper steak also, which is incredible. Now, Reese, did you know, mate, if you use the code PODCAST, you can get 10% off all of your jerky needs. Is that so, You've got to go get some, mate. You've got to go get some. 100%. Going out right now. <laughs> right now, living the Gibson's show. Gibson'sCountryStyleJerky.com.au. Check them out or check them out on Facebook and Instagram as well. All right, boys, let's jump into our next part of the podcast. Of course, it is bold predictions. Now, don't know if you boys bought any, but I do have three bold predictions for this year. Who would like to start? Let's give it to Boxy because I feel no, like... No, leave him till last. <laughs> no, no, but if we get him out of the way, then it's done. No, um, because then he's just going to yell at us for our predictions. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's well, let's start off with Luke. I will Luke. happily go last. <laughs> Luke, can you give us your three I've bold got my pen predictions ready. for 2024, mate? All right. Just based off what I just said, and this is in no particular order, but I've got Tommy Weaver to crack the starting side and, like, sorry, crack the top 17 of the Titans, even if he comes off the bench as that utility. And I've got him playing... Seven games or more. Yeah, that's that's nice. one of mine. 
Uh, number two, I have Justin Olam being the leading try scorer for the Tigers in the in the Senate. It's two. And I have I have me putting one on Joey's chin at some point this season. Guaranteed. You heard it here. <laughs> Kicked out of St. Mary's recording studio. <laughs> Rock infringement flight club. A hundred percent. No, um, I have got and I'm I'm going for a big smoky. I have got the rabbits missing the top eight. Oh, I love it. Has the missus gone to bed, mate? <laughs> nah, but she's had a few. She probably doesn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> love you, man. I love it. I love it. Let's, uh, let's throw over to Craig. Three bold predictions for 2024, mate. Manly to make the top eight. I like it. Grand final to be Brisbane and Penrith and <laughs> Brisbane to win it in the last few minutes and Bulldogs wooden spoon. Ooh. Oh, they that look that is bold, especially that grand final one. Uh, now let's throw over to the man himself, Boxyville. Boxy, what are your three bold predictions for twenty twenty four for NRL, mate? Exactly, All I was right. going to say just for football, just for the NRL, <laughs> not life. <laughs> All right, I've got two like calm ones. Tyro Munro is going to be the next greatest winger in the NRL, except he's out for six months. He's going to be the next Alex Johnson, who's going to have. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Give it to him. He is going to be the next great winger in the NRL. When he comes back, when he's like healthy from injury. In 2027. He will score at least 12. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the first season that he plays, he's going to score 12 tries in his first five games. Ooh. My second one is Roger Tuovasa-Shek will struggle playing in the centres. Hence why he's going to go full-back because obviously Nick Hulkoxad's injured. But he will struggle going to the centres because Nick Hulkoxad is actually a better full-back than him. And thirdly, I'm going to agree with Craig here. I actually have... Here we go, hot take. Manly going to go top four this year. Oh. <laughs> I mean, top eight, I can believe. But, geez, that is... Oh, I really four. like it. Nah, nah. Hold on. Welcome nice. to Boxingville, boys. That's it, mate. That's free. Hotel. We're ready to go. I'm warning you. And that, and that, listeners, is our advertisement on why drugs are a bad thing. All right. Boxy has definitely used some tonight. Oh, no, we, don't, <laughs> we don't. We oh, don't. don't we are not endorsing uh, anything he's just said. Don't do drugs, kids. Reece, don't do you're drugs. cutting this here. No, I want that in. I want right. that in. I said I was warning <laughs> you. Otherwise, we're a bloody parent for me. I drew it, not me. <laughs> Now, my three bold prediction for is 2024. And look, I've thought long and hard about this. Um, my first one, which may surprise Craig, and look, I don't want to make you upset, mate, but I've got Raiders for the spoon. I just wow. think, uh, I think no Whiten and no Crocker, uh, Croker, sorry, that is so much experience. That's 550 games experience gone from that team. KO Weeks is an unknown. Ethan Strange is an unknown. Chevy Stewart's an unknown. Uh, Xavier Savage, pretty unknown. You know, these boys, it's a very young side. I've actually got the Raiders for the spoon this year. I've got the Broncos dropping out of the top eight, and I've actually got wow. the Bulldogs making the eight. So they are my three bold predictions for 2024. You need to get off that, uh, like, Penrith juice because the Broncos <laughs> are making it. <laughs> oh. I, I, no Brisbane in the top eight. My, wow. and, my, and my defense for that 
is Herbie Farnsworth, Tommy Flegler, and Kurt Capel are way too big a losses for Brisbane. They don't have the depth to cover that. Yes, Pierre Cure is great. He's out for probably the next three, four, five, six weeks, depending on the MCL injury. Uh, they don't really have the depth there. Yes, Reese Walsh, incredible. But Adam Reynolds is one game off medically retiring with his glass jaw. Uh, oh, that's so- a bit rough, given he just beat up Pat Carrigan. Like, honestly, <laughs> Scott, <yeah. laughs> obviously, he's pretty strong. He honestly put him yeah, out of the top eight. Yeah, that is, I, that I, is I, the call of the season. Jesus. Well, I would like and- to retract my earlier statements. This is why Joey shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> uh, if you look at, remember, yeah, Parramatta, thank you, Luke. Par- Parramatta played Penrith in the grand final, then Parramatta dropped out. I think Brisbane are going to have the same effect. I think they played in the grand final and then they dropped out of the eight. But that's the reason for a bold prediction. Doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen. It's very bold. Very bold. $100. $100 says that it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'll I'll throw that on. Why not? 100 bucks. You heard it here first. All right, boys, let's move on a little bit now. Uh, Some signing news. Obviously, we haven't been around during the off-season much, but some massive signing news from a few clubs. I want to start with the Dragons. Uh, As we mentioned before, Luciano Mayimua heading over there today. Returning home, he was a Dragons junior as well, so really good to see him going back there. I think it's a perfect signing for them. He fits straight into that uh, Ed's role. Of course, they signed uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner as well, who I think is another really good player, but probably lands a bench spot now that Luciano is back. 900K boys over, I think it was a couple of years at one point. Uh, it's going to be two mil or something, but uh, interesting. What, what do we think, Craig? Is that unders or overs for a player of Luciano's calibre? I think it's spot on. He didn't have the best time at the Cowboys. Was it because he was too far away from family? Was it he didn't fit into what Todd Payton was doing? Don't know. Going back to what Boxy said, I don't think the Cowboys will have a successful season. I think there's a bit more going on there. Going back to the Dragons, I I, I do think he's gone home. When when the Tigers struggled, he was one of our standout players week in, week out before the Cowboys threw the checkbook at him. And a great pickup by Shane Flanagan. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the effect that Fano will have, as we stated before. He knows the players to get. He's nitty, he's gritty, and and I think he'll get it done. Uh, the other signing news, of course, the Tigers. We haven't had the chance to really talk about this, boys, but Justin Owen, of course, signed with the Tigers with that swap deal with Sean Bloor. And, of course, our man Jerome Luai uh, will be at the Tigers in 2025. Although, personally, I could see him coming in 2024, but that's just what you've heard from me. Um, and, you know, Penrith always saying, oh, we don't let players go early, but I reckon Luai could go early. So uh, just no. something I heard. I heard from Matt Cameron, the CEO, but I won't, uh, won't, I won't, I won't, I won't shoot names here, but uh, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens there. But just not a moment, boys. Not going to happen, Joey. Not going to happen. Just – Justin Owen, I think, is a really, really good signing for you guys. I think you needed a strike centre. And, yes, yes, he had a quiet season last year at Melbourne, but he's a strike centre. He won Dallium Centre of the Year a few years back. He he's is. a strike centre, and I think I think he will be the player that you guys need. What are you going to think about, Joe? I think, I think he could do well for us. What we're going to think about is, in the last 10 years, has Craig Bellamy ever let a player go, like, when does he ever let a good signing go? When does that yeah, has that happen? Right. So what has gone on behind closed doors for Craig Bellamy to go, I've lost faith in Justin Olam? Considering he was the standout player two years ago. Yes, he had a quiet season, but everyone has a quiet yeah. season. They, see, they also don't Melbourne also don't have any strike centers for this year. Like they're probably exactly gonna run right. with Nick Nick Meaney in the centers and probably um Marion Seve as well. I mean, they're so, they're yeah. not 
you, you wouldn't say that they're bursting at the seam with centres. I think it's a concern until I see him on the see him on the field ready to go. Yeah, it's it's going to be really good. Uh, Craig, you, thoughts on no, him? no no concerns for me. Uh, I think he, he's what we need. I think he'll be better than any centre we've had in the last couple of years in that role. I think yeah. he'll do really well. Coming out of that Melbourne system, obviously we've lost North Luma, which I think is a good thing. It's a good sign for the Tigers. And just all yep. and bringing that experience with him, it can only benefit us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just quietly on North Luma, a few weeks ago when I did my uh, fantasy chat with Daniel Long, he asked me where does he think North Luma will end up? And I said, I think he'll go to the Super League. So, uh, you know, I just want to say that I called it before it was announced. But uh, let's jump into our next signing news. Of course, it's the Bulldogs. Now, we know they signed every utility in the comp almost. Uh, they got 10 of them. they got about 14 to go, and they've got a whole squad. Uh, but the player I really want to talk about is Josh Curran, their latest signing, who I think is a great buy for them. You know, we know he can play in that edge role lock as well and probably prop if he needed to. I personally think he'll lock down that 13 role at the Doggies, and I think Curran could really realise his potential at the Bulldogs. He is a great player and could become someone that we look to in the future as an absolute gun. Uh, the only other one I really want to talk about is Hemlin Uele. Looks to be swapping with Adam Vanua Blake at the moment. We're not 100% sure. We're, we're sure on Adam. We know Adam's going to the Sharks. I don't know if Hamlin, if Hamlin ULA's was confirmed yet, but there looks like a swap deal going on there. But that's, look, that's our major signing news. There will be more to come in 2024. The season is never over. Uh, Craig, before we get going, mate, just want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, mate, Clean Cut Family Meats. Now, if you're a local in the Penrith area, head down to Lennox Village, check out Clean Cut Family Meats, the best butcher around. Had some sausages tonight, actually, and they were absolutely amazing. If you mention the podcast, I'll also give you 10% off your meat. Craig, it's a wonderful deal, mate. You need to head down from Canberra. Come check out Clean Cut Family Meats. Mate, that sounds pretty good. You got me hungry, so I'll, uh, yeah, next time I'm in town, I'll stop in. Beautiful. And then bring it to your house for you to cook. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like a plan. Don't forget to check out Clean Cup Family Meats on all your social media or at their website as well, cleancupfamilymeats.com.au. All right, boys, let's jump into a bit of Supercoach and Fantasy now. Of course, this is probably only relevant to Luke because he's the only one that's joined our comps. Oh, sorry, Reese has as well. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about uh, our leagues that we've got going. So I do have a Supercoach league going and a Fantasy league going, and we do have some codes. If you haven't yet joined, we have 42 players in our overall Supercoach comp. There is plenty of room. You can go up to whatever you would like. Uh, 43, sorry, we're sitting at the moment. But the league code for Supercoach, if you want to play, is 440908. So that is uh, NRL Supercoach. You can use the app as well. It's pretty, really, really good. We've got some nice teams forming as well. Uh, some really good players, boys. I'm looking at some cheapies. Sam Hughes, as I mentioned before, has to be in everyone's team. I think if he gets that starting role at the Dogs in the front row, you've got to have him at 238K. He is a steal. Uh, in the halves, of course, I've got Cleary, Fogarty as my backup, and then Dylan Brown in my 5'8", and Kyle Flanagan. I'm not going to give away the rest of my team, but let's jump over to NRL Fantasy, where we have leagues running as well. Our draft league, we did have a 10-man team. That is complete, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We did a little draft uh, uh, draft day with some of the people that played in that, and that was really good. But if you would like to join the Ruck Infringement Pod NRL Fantasy League, there is a code as well. So you can use the league pin Y6 
H-Y-L-J-5-F. That is Y-6-H-Y-L-J-5-F. Use that. Jump into the Ruck Infringement Pod Fantasy League, and that's lots of fun. There are prizes up for grabs in both of these as well. And also our latest sponsor, Game Day Squad. Uh, they're also fantasy football, but with a bit of a twitch. You get to open lots of card packs. It's lots of fun. If you've ever played FIFA Ultimate Team, it's a lot like that, except with rugby league players. There is AFL as well and cricket also involved in game day squad but it's really cool we are running a comp in this one as well and again we have a league so if you would like to join game day squad our comp league for that is nrl 02rvl and that's on game day squad you can download the app for that as well you get players every week it's really cool some free card packs you can also spend money and buy card packs too but you get free ones every week really cool got nathan cleary sitting in there as well who everyone wants to get but some really good stuff going there, boys. Uh, going to be an interesting year. I'm watching trials intently to see who I'm putting in my team. So don't forget to join up if you're a listener or if you're on this pod and you haven't joined yet and you want to. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so that is definitely on the cards. Let's move on to our next segment. It is World Club Challenge, boys, and Trials Week 2. Now, World Club Challenge, of course, is on Sunday. We've got the Penrith Panthers against the Wigan Warriors, and it's actually Sam Burgess's team. He's the coach. So really interesting. It's Burgess against Cleary. Uh, Going to be a really good game. I think it's about 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, if I'm correct. I will double-check that as we go through the trials. 6.30, sorry. Yeah, so uh, not too bad. I mean, it's probably a pretty easy time to get up and have a bit of a watch. But let's quickly run through some quick uh, trials week two now. First game Friday night, Rabbitohs against the Roosters. We know what a rivalry this game is, but this one won't be uh, that great. It is two second-strength sides, both going to Vegas. So the first graders are in Vegas. The players to note, really, from the Bunnies is Braden Burns, and then uh, <laughs> there's not really much else. And then for the Roosters is uh, Dylan Napa in the front row. The rest are all pretty much reserve graders. So be a good game there. Hopefully the Chooks can get the win. Uh, second Friday night game is the Sharks against the Dogs. Sharks have named a full-strength squad. William Kennedy's back, of course. Jesse Ramian, Sifatalakai in the centres. And then Braden Trindle and Nico Hines are back from the Indigenous All-Stars game, which I thought they were incredible. Tricky Trindle winning the Preston Campbell medal, and he was he was great in that game. Uh, so good to see them back. Interesting for the Dogs, though, boys. Now, Blake Taft named at fullback again. Stephen Crichton gets his first hit out at centre. But Drew Hutchinson has again landed the halfback spot. Was named halfback last year with Sexton at, uh, sorry, last week with Sexton at 14 and has got the, the halfback spot again. Now, is this a case of Serraldo just, uh, you know, messing with us with trial form or is Hutchinson going to get the job? It's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, the forwards are going to stack. Reed Marnie's back. Blake Rayleigh. That's going to be a really good game. That's Sharks and Doggies. Move on to Saturday, and it's Storm against Newcastle. Again, both have named full-strength sides. So we see the return of Caelan Ponga, who we didn't see last week. Uh, Tualala, Gagai, Bradman Best, and Marju are all back as well. Uh, For Storm, the only player missing is Cam Munster. Jonah Peasant gets the number six spot, but Jerome Hughes is back at seven. We get to see Pappenhausen again at fullback and all of their usuals. Harry Grant is back. Uh, Tui Kamakamika. Kane Bradley is the interesting one in the second row. Sean Bloor named on the extended bench. 
So named at number 20, not named a star and not named on the interchange. So I thought that was really interesting. The other one, boys, is Christian Welch, named at 14. Now, he lost the captaincy to Harry Grant, and he looks to be on the outer a bit at Melbourne. He's not even named a start. So uh, whether that's trial form, whether that's uh, Bellamy just being bellyache, who knows? But that's going to be an interesting game as well. Let's move into the Warriors and Dolphins. Again, both teams are stacked. I think the Dolphins can get it done here. It, it is in New Zealand, but it all depends on uh, whether the Warriors can muster the courage to continue on with the game. I thought they were a bit lackluster against the Tigers last week and died off a little bit. They do welcome back Adam Fanua Blake and Mitchie Barnett as well. So that'll be a really good game. The one I want to talk about, Manly and Broncos boys, another two teams going to Vegas. So these teams are as stacked as we've seen from the other teams as well. They're very second string, but still a few names to watch out for. Watch out for number six from Manly, Jamie Humphreys. Looks like a really, really good player. Uh, Sibley has been named captain, but I don't think that's going to happen because he is set to, I think it was a three-week ban he got, didn't he, uh, last week um, from that tackle in the Roosters game on Dom Young. So I think Sibley is out for a few weeks. So I'm not too sure why he was named, but Boys, the best name in the NRL, number nine for Manly, Gordon Can Come Tom. Uh, incredible name, we love it. It's uh, it's very ethnic, but it's it's just a it's just a great rugby league name. Gordon Can Come Tom. So something Wong, check him out as well. It's going to be really good. Blake Moser there at nine for the Broncos. Another name to watch out for. Let's quickly jump into the Dragons and Tigers, and I'll get your take, Craig and Luke, in this one now. Dragons and Tigers, in the past, this has been a bit of a battle of the cellar dwellers. Uh, both teams, again, are stacked. But it's the Tigers boys that are favourites, according to the bookies. Uh, we won't mention them. They are our arch rival in our bought spet. But uh, Tigers favourites at $1.65, Dragons at two twenty five. Both teams are stacked again. Kyle Flanagan and Hunt going up against Sullivan and Caesar. Craig, what is the reason the Tigers can win this game? I think they're just a, a new leaf of life at the Tigers at the moment. The the biggest thing they did in the season was clean out the the office. Been calling yeah. for it for a number of years. New life under Benji Marshall. I think he has put his foot down and said this is the standards we're setting as a club, either buy in or leave. So yeah. I just think there's just a really good energy around the West Tigers at the moment. So not trying to get too carried away. Is it enough to get <laughs> it over the line this weekend? Uh, don't know, but I think you'll see a lot more of a competitive effort. It's hard because, yes, it's it's not round one. So, you know, will they pull players off early? Who knows? But um, yeah. as long as they're consistent, that'll be the main thing. They may they may actually play the whole game because the Tigers do have a buy-in round one. So they actually have a couple that's of That's true. Yeah. To, yeah, that's to, true. To yeah. settle in, which is really good. Uh, Lukey, with your Tigers, mate, now – the Finu boys, uh, Samuel Finu named at 17 and then Sione Finu at 18. Uh, look, mate, they're looking really good. Is there anything more you can tell us as why the Tigers will win this match? I just think, you know, we want it more. We're coming off the bottom of the ladder for the past two years. We've got a new coach that we want to impress. And these boys, they want to impress that coach because, yeah. you know, I, I think Benji's coming with this new board and whatnot and this new uh, the the turn of the leaf of the club sort of thing. They're going to be wanting to oppress him because I think I think that's what we're building our club around. Is that Benji is that head role? Um, Definitely. So so he's the one they want to impress to get the game time. Uh, I agree with Craig. I think we're going to play the whole game because we do have that extra week off. Um, yeah. 
in the sense that I, I don't see, you know, many of the younger kids having a lot of time. I think we're going to play full strength. Um, as well as I think we want to, like, if you look at the end of last year, it was who was going to win the spoon, Tigers or Dragons sort of thing, Tigers or Dragons, that it was constantly, constantly in question until, like, close to the end. So I think if we can come out and stomp on the ground saying, you know, you know, that we're better than what we are, you know, and that Dragons should be down the bottom, then 100%. Um, the new players want to obviously shine. Um, and, yeah, I just yeah, – I'm backing my boys this week, 100%. I I love not, I love I've, got no, I've got no doubt uh, that we can, we can win this. And I think as well, we played very sloppy football last week and we blew a 10-point lead. I think we're going we're gonna to want to run out and prove that we can put on 20 points and hold 20 points. Yeah, for sure. And look, I think everyone's got a bit of a soft spot for the Tigers. We want to see you guys do well. So definitely, mate. Let's move on to our next trial game for week two. It is the Raiders against your Cowboys box. And we'll throw to you in a sec. Uh, both teams, again, stacked for this game. Obviously, trial week two. Cows weren't stacked in week one, but they are this week. But let's quickly talk about that Raiders side. Now, I mentioned before, uh, Chevy Stewart was fullback last week, but Albert Hopawadi gets the call up this week. Uh, Matt Timoko is back from the Maori duty as well, and James Schiller gets the other centre role with Xavier Savage on the wing. Kyle Weeks and Ethan Strange make up the halves again. Pabalihi, Levi, Emre Gua, Hudson Young, Whitehead, and Morgan Smithies in his first hitout will be really good at 13 as well. But, Boxy, let's jump over to your Cowboys. The team's back, mate. And uh, you mentioned him before, and I really want to talk a bit about him, Zach Maybutt. Now, we saw what he did for Papua New Guinea and looks like a really good young player. Uh, can you tell us what you're excited for and can Cowboys get the win in this game? Honestly, he's, I, I personally think he's a new Kyle Fell, if not better. Um, the guy is 190 centimetres and 93 kilos. He's got the best opportunity right now to take over that spot. The guy has got God-given ability. He's mm. ready to take that step. And I think at the moment, Tom Payne's sort of holding on to the hope that Kyle Fell could play another couple of years. But I think it's the perfect time for him to get going. But I also yeah. think, like, he will suit better the game that, you know, Ruben Cotter and um, Tommy Dearden want to play. I think it yeah. suits him better compared to Kyle Felt. Um, I, I, I think this would be a good game. It would be a good game to test where we're at. Um, like you said, you you actually have the Raiders going last. I don't think they'll be last. I think they'll be in the bottom spectrum, but they won't be last. But it'll be a good game to see like where we're at, to see where Canberra's at, and for us yeah, to get a sure. better picture of what we can predict for example, the start. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's going to be really interesting. And we finish off our last game, Titans and Eels, again, both stacked. Uh, you know, we talked about rookies before, Lukey, but Tommy Weaver is named at 21 with uh, Foran and Tanner Boyd back, so they will uh, fill out the halves there. Both teams looking good. We get to see AJ Brimson at centre. Of course, there was talk. Jaden Campbell at fullback. He is injured. And Keno Kinney gets the first run at fullback. I've actually brought him into my fantasy and super coach team as well. Very cheap. And with Campbell set to miss up to five, six weeks, Kinney could be great. All right. Let's move on from trials. We're going to do some early predictions, boys. Top four. Now, I know it's very early. I know, but 
it's going to be exciting. And I, I want to hear some top four from you guys. Boxy, we'll start off with you. Boxy does have to leave us in a sec. So we'll quickly start off with Boxy. Boxy, who's your top four for 2024? All right. So I've got two surprises. One, you'll be That's very nice. surprised by Joey. So I have the Broncos, the Panthers, I have the Knights, and I also have the Rooters. So I, I, I don't know. Something about the Knights this year. I, I really think that they can make that leap. They've got a very good system in, really mm. good recruits with Cogger, mm. Jenkins, uh, um, the two boys from England. Yeah. Kai Pierce uh, Paul and uh, Will one. Price. Yep. Um, and with the Rooters, I really like the pick of Spencer Lenu because I know for a fact that Warrior Hargrave's finishing up after this year or he's going yeah, to Super League or something like today. that. Nah, yeah, retiring in the yeah. end of the season. Um, Dominic Young, um, fantastic pick up for them. Somehow under salary cap, and it just means that Tedesco can retire earlier. Uh, write it down, Reese. I, I personally think that <laughs> I, I think that would be a top four. Personally, like I could be very wrong again, but this is just my opinion. I really like nice. I like the Broncos. I think they're not going to change too much. Plus, Toby Farmworth and Tommy Flagler. But Kevin Walters has got a very good system in place. The Panthers, the Panthers are the Panthers. Yeah. Like, there's not much you can say about it. And the Rooters, I think they're due for a bounce back. As much as I hate saying it, they are due for a bounce back and they're ready to go back in until fall. So, yeah, they're my top four for next year. We, we love it, mate. We thank you for your time tonight as well. Uh, Boxy has to leave us, but, mate, thank you for jumping on. Craig, do you have a top four for 2024? I know it's early, mate. Give us the Tigers. Top, top four. <laughs> I wish. I wish. My top four, <laughs> Brisbane, Penrith, Melbourne, Roosters. Oh, I was, I was about to be hungry. It hurts. I love it, mate. It hurts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, look, I really like it. I, I think you just can't you can't keep Melbourne out of there, can you? Like every you year we think, yeah. every year we think they're going to die off. They don't. Um, so yeah, it, it's yeah. I, I really like that top four. Mook, give us your top four, mate. Uh, <laughs> West Tigers, West Tigers juniors, the Magpies. <laughs> no, um, uh, I'm actually going to boot Melbourne out of the top four. Um. Yeah, I've got Penrith and Brisbane. I'm going to lock them in at one and two in that yep. order. I've got three and four. I'm not locking in three and four, but I'm going to. I reckon they, these two could be up there. It's a bit smoky. So I'm going the Dolphins. I reckon a breakout season is coming from them. They've got Farnworth that is strengthening their centres and Flegler that is strengthening the middle. And I reckon, uh, I reckon they they're smoky for top four finish. And although they didn't show it on uh, the weekend, but I've got the Warriors. Two of Arsenal coming back, Nickel Clockstad coming back from his injury. I reckon they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think I don't think they're going to be comfortable in it though. I think it might be a case of coming to last round either getting the win or the results going their way to get into the top four. Um, yeah. I, d I definitely don't have the Warriors, you know, solidifying that spot, cementing it and staying there. I have them floating in and out, but I reckon they will finish top four. I like it. Well, give you mine, boys. It's a little bit different. I obviously don't have the Bronx. 
Uh, I have Roosters and Panthers as one and two. And then I have the Sharks and Melbourne Storm as three and four. Sharks have an incredible run the first 10 games. They play all bottom eight teams from 2023. I think I think they go on a great run with Nico Hines at the helm. Uh, I've got Sharks at three. Storm at four, I just don't think you can write Storm off any year. Until Bellamy retires, I think Storm remain in that top four. But that is our top four for 2024. Let's move on. We're almost done, boys. I want to jump into our quick tap segment. This is a new segment we're going to do for you, the listener at home. And it's a rugby league trivia segment. Now, I'm going to ask a trivia question. I don't want any answers from anyone here, but each week we'll bring a different trivia question and we will give you the answer to last week's trivia question. So I've got a really good one this week. And look, I'm not going to make them easy. I'll start easy. We'll start easy for a few weeks and then they'll progressively get a bit harder. But let's make it simple for now, okay? Just like Joey does when he thinks about the roosters. Yeah, exactly. That's right. It just gets harder each time. Progressively gets harder. Our rugby league trivia question for this week is who won the Dalian medal in 2023? We'll reveal the answer next week on the podcast. So if you know the answer, you can inbox us on our social media, Instagram, Facebook as well. Uh, Look, just bragging rights at the moment. We'll get some prizes going in a few weeks' time, but that's a new segment we're bringing in. There will be lots of fun to be had with our trivia section now. Boys, let's talk a little bit about how the year is going to run. Now, we didn't really capitalize on it last year, and I think Reese still owes us a few. But challenges this year, boys. Uh, look, I think we need to have some punishments for the wooden spoon in our tipping comp, of course. Uh, we do have a tipping comp going. Uh, Reese still hasn't taken his uh, teaspoon of hot sauce, which we need to uh, still film. And he's ignoring me as we speak because I, I, he I think, he, yeah. We should we should double it and make it the bottle. We we, we should make it the bottle now for Reese, but I think we'll go with some punishments this year. Listen out as the season goes, and we'll come up with punishments, maybe for some bold predictions gone wrong, um, some loose Boxyville calls as well. Might uh, call for some punishments as well. So as the year goes, we will do that. And that, boys, that's really it that we got for this week. Just before we finish, I just want to talk about one of our other sponsors in Picklebet are back on board for 2024. Don't forget, we'll drop our link in the description. And also, you can use the affiliate code RUCK when you sign up. Uh, If you like to have a little bit of a punt, not like me, but like maybe like Luke, uh, if you like to have a bit of a punt, then you can jump on Picklebet, check out sports, go into same-game multis, look at your player tries, and every week on our social media, I will put up a few games where I think your bet should go. Of course, think, is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or go to gamblinghelponline.org.au. And that is Picklebet. Well, boys... It has been an amazing app, and uh, to you, the listener, thank you for listening in. It's been a pleasure to be back on your screens, and as we said, as of next week, live from St. Mary's. Uh, look, you know, Craig was with us. Thank you, Craig, for jumping in. Of course, Luke as well, and Boxy, straight out of Boxyville. Uh, the boys are going to be joining us periodically, probably over the year, um, hopefully pretty consistent for most of them. Blake and Doug will be back at some stage as well. So it'll be really good to see those boys. To our producer, Reese, thank you, mate, for tonight. I know you didn't really chime in with too much, but what you said was uh, was great. We'll cut it out later. Uh, but 
to everyone again thank you for listening thank you to all of our sponsors that we have going on too many to name at the moment uh but you know it, it's it's a wonderful feeling to be sponsored by some incredible companies and some great people and so make sure you check all those out we will drop them in our description as well but again remember that's craig that's luke that's reese i'm joey stay puffed